Nothing much. What Does are your big plans for the day? Me? Yeah. Oh man, my I'm 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 as about as, as as angry Andy as I've been in a long time. I'm frustrated. I'm furious. Holiday stress or other stuff? No, it's it's really other stuff. But uh, uh, I don't know where to begin. Where to begin? First of all, I'm at war with Airbnb. Uh, I'd like to begin by saying fuck Airbnb. They're a horrible, horrible company. Uh, there is plenty of awful companies out there, but Airbnb right now is my least favorite. God, I hate them. They're fucking awful. 
you want to explain is, what happened? He tried to rent out his pool, and the guy won't leave. Yeah, you, know, my, you know, my brother and his wife, we all go to Tucson every year for Thanksgiving, and the last couple of years they've been renting my childhood home as instead of staying in a hotel, and it's through Airbnb, I believe. They, wait, your, your, your childhood, the actual home that you grew up yes, in? That yes. That is so cool. And my brother's wife was so excited to tell me like two years ago, look where we're staying. And I was like, no goddamn way. And it was such deja vu going in there. Yeah. That's and so weird. How have you never told us this before? They, re, they remodeled the home I grew up in as a kid. It's just a little teeny house in Tucson. And now it's a rental for Airbnb. And they made it kind of hip and cool and put all this artwork in there. And so... They rented it, and it was double the price of what it was last year. And uh-huh. they had to cancel because of COVID, and they're not getting their money back. It's just, eh. Airbnb? I think it's Airbnb. Yeah. it's. I had no idea what a despicable company they are. Because I said, are you getting your money back? And they said, we don't think so. And we were talking to them about it, but they said there's nothing they can really do. All right, I'll tell my story real quick because I don't want to bore too many people. But, I mean, I could spend uh, – first of all, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome to After Disaster. Thanks for uh, tuning in. This is going to be a, a supremely short episode. Atticus, you're going to be quiet now and you're going to have some quiet time. I have no time for this. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> we're rushed. We are, we're, we're, we're crammed for time. A lot of it is my fault. Um, we were going to push and do a late show last night, but uh, I was just fading fast, even though I ended up staying up till 1 in the morning dealing with technical things. Which uh, I don't think we'll have time to get into. Texaco things, technical. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a Sinclair guy myself. I like the dinosaur logo. Do you remember you, the Texaco lion guy? No. Was that a lo- Texaco no, that lion? Was, uh, Exxon, and he was leaping over the Exxon. Oh, and then the horse is Pegasus is a mobile, and then the dinosaur is Sinclair, Exxon, wasn't it? Yeah. You I know what I'll never go to is Arco. Arco's as bad as uh, the Bed Bath and Beyond thing you're talking about. Arco B and B. Tyler, yeah. you're quiet, buddy. I can barely hear yeah, you. Yeah, you're very All quiet, right. Tyler. I'll turn myself up. How's that? Goes against that, my instincts how's that, to say how's so. That, how's that suit your fancy? How do you turn yourself up? Because I don't like know that? how to do that. I've got a preamp, baby. Oh, God. i got to go hook up a preamp. You guys just sent me a text. Do I need to look at this? Is this something no, impressive? No, that's old. Okay. No. <clears throat> I'm about to go. Um, uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes round trip for the third time in the last two days no. for a technical issue that I'm dealing with. Do you guys understand to take a VHS tape? We'll say VHS. They're actually Betamax tapes that I'm dealing with, but we'll say VHS tape just because everyone knows VHS tapes. Sure. Uh, to get a VHS tape to run through your computer uh, to capture it onto, like, say, an external drive or even onto the computer itself. Do you understand the um, the level of technical technological know-how that needs to go into that? Do you have any idea? Well, for me... It was as simple as renting a machine and firewiring out of the machine into the computer and using iMovie. That's the way it used to be. But for whatever reason, unless I'm being swindled, um, I have four pieces of equipment that are all intertwined before it even gets to my computer. You got some black magics? I got a black magic uh, intensity. That's right, Tai Tai. Yeah. Uh, I got a Belkin uh, for the hub to make it uh, USB-C, I mean, uh, three-friendly. I have some other thing that he forgot to bring the first time. So that's why I have to go do a, had to do a second meeting uh, yesterday, which it's uh, about 40 minutes with traffic away from me. And I met, we meet in a a parking lot. Um, It's through share grid. So they gave me that. And then uh, it turns out that the uh, black magic thing is not working, but the, the, there's a big long thing that keeps the picture in frame. Otherwise he was explaining to me, it tries to capture, it tries to get it. I don't even remember what it's called, but 
back in my day in film school, it was as easy as plugging our DV camera into yep. through yep. Firewire, yep. and then it would just go through Final Cut, and that was it. And now yep. apparently there's all. So when I was looking at this last night and trying to, you know. And he was he, he, the guy's great. Like he was walking me through it. It was like ten o'clock at night last night. He was sending me texts explaining what goes where because there's a lot of right. connections. Just and to I'm, clarify, you're trying to digitize all your like sweet threesomes that you filmed on Betamax. I was going to say it's it would be funny if all this was because he's got three seventies porns that he wants to digitize. No, it's just my um, my like uh, family Christmases and like home movies that I'm trying to get for my mom for Christmas. I want to like finally digitize these. Things. Yeah, and uh, good news too. I'll, I'll also switch over to the VHS. Um, player that i do have and that i because i had to rent the betamax from the guy i had to rent all these different things when i was looking at it last night i'm like all it's gonna take is one failed connection and the whole system's fucked turns out yeah uh the the black magic is not docking to my computer it's not docking to any of my computers so we're thinking i've tried everything i tried every single why i tried process of elimination we both think that it's the black magic thing just failed after years and years of him renting it it's never had a problem so now i have to go out to mission hills for a third time in three days uh, which I don't have time for, guys. I don't to get another for. machine or to return everything? To return just the black magic and get the black magic replaced. Uh, you're booking an Airbnb to sleep at in between your <laughs> like your drive because it's long? So the Airbnb, guys. I, I, tell me if this is boring. And I know I'm, I'm talking a lot. Sorry. Um, you're a little I'm manic at, right now. I like it. I'm at war. I'm at war with Airbnb. Going back and forth. Back. Well, and if, you need a, if you need us to fight with you, I'm looking for a fight. Here's yeah, what Mike, I Mike has I'm I thought I was coming in spicy but mine is nothing. My goal, I'll tell you the exact amount. My goal is to cost Airbnb at minimum $265.77, all right? Okay. We need to cost them that much money, if not more. I would love to if I could, I would ruin Airbnb right now. If I had the power to just shut them down, I what would do we, it. What we're asking you to do is if you're staying in an Airbnb over Thanksgiving, just maybe swing by Home Depot. No, fuck Home Depot. Go to Lowe's. No, they're both. I did a lot of research on that too, and they're both equally uh, evil. Lowe's is a little less evil, like three percent. And I'm not joking when I say three percent. They give about three percent less to uh, Trumpy, but they're both equally evil. Okay, so fuck them both. Go to a local hardware store, buy a bag of cement, and then realize you don't need it. And then what are you going to do with it? I don't know. Flush it down the toilet. Oh hmm. no, but it's not the house. It's not yeah, the people it like that you're own the house. That out on the, like, oh yeah, homeowner. you're right. It's, you're the, right. it's the company Airbnb. So well, let Republicans me tell you something about homeowners. Republicans will there appreciate my trickle down theory. <laughs> what, what? 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 Tyler? I just want to. I just want to defend homeowners here for a second. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, I asked what. So uh, we booked a place. Uh, my sister's um, coming into town with her two kids. She lives out of state. I, we haven't seen them forever. She'll Against be coming into better town. Better judgment. They're coming in for the first time in a couple of years. We haven't seen them. And uh, we're excited. But they're planning on staying with my mom out in Palm Desert and her boyfriend. And it's just a bad situation. So Jillian said, hey, why don't we rent a big place so we can all get together? Otherwise, we're not going to see them. And we're all gonna, everyone's going to be on top of each other. And it's kind of sketchy yeah. with COVID. Real quick. So, they yeah. still have the motorhome? No. They sold oh, it. I was going to say someone could stay in the motorhome. I know, I know. They sold the. It's it's. That's another thing. My mom had me go to Detroit, as you guys remember, to bring back the motorhome that they said, "Yeah, we can't use this," and they sold it like the next month. Mm. So you, but you got an adventure out of it. Most terrifying week of your life. Yeah, I had, yep. I had an adventure. I kind of enjoyed it, but I don't know if Jillian had much fun. It was just a, especially because of everything that went wrong. We couldn't leave when we were supposed to leave, so we couldn't do anything we were supposed to do. But every thank God. Time, every time I see one of those big RVs, I think about you with your head down walking to Walmart parking lot because you can't bear to look at it. <laughs> I couldn't look at it. When I walked out of that store with all the supplies, yeah, I'm like, I just don't want to look at it. I can't look at it. I'll freak myself out. 
But you know, we were supposed to we were supposed to go to New Orleans, and it was during Mardi Gras. We didn't even realize that, and that was like one of the hot uh, uh, beds, like hot spots for COVID. So there's a good chance we would have got COVID if if. Uh, oh, it, so you'd be like me and Lauren. Yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about that. My God, guys, I'm sorry. I got a I got a test yesterday. Yeah. Did you get an? A? I don't get, I don't get results till Monday, and I told someone else that, and they Monday? said go. She, she said go to urgent care. They'll give you results today. It's because of Thanksgiving, and uh, that'll cost you a pretty pen, though. How much? Penny. If you go to urgent care, yeah, I think it depends on your insurance, but it's, I think it's a minimum like fifty to one hundred bucks out out of pocket to begin with. For people wondering, uh, I do not have a positive test yet, but uh, so why don't you someone, tell them what happened? But you're expecting so, one. Last Saturday, someone at Lauren's gym tested positive. Someone that she had been around, and then I tried uh, to picture. I take a picture of a girl in the parking lot the other day for you, Tyler. But I, I felt too creepy. I got the camera up, and it was on. And I'm like, ah, I almost got it. But then I'm like, nah, it's not worth it. But there was a girl Why? who, from behind, looked so much like Lauren. She was obviously Oh, you know what my wife looks like from behind, okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she had tattoos all over her arms. She was wearing, like, Lauren-type clothes. Like, it was Lauren, but she was with some other, like, uh, douchey bro guy. Yeah, so, so it, it definitely wasn't her. <laughs> it, it looked kind of like you, too. I, I thought it was both of you guys at first. I kind of look like a Desert Storm sniper right now. Got my got my little bandana yeah, on. I got my headphones. Got the or you look like you're going cap. to Burning Man. Yeah, one or the other. Those <laughs> uh, your beats. So Lauren was around someone who tested positive, and then we got negative tests on Thursday. Right? Jesus, mm-hmm. I can't. Even, when was it was that Friday. Week? You said Friday. We got tested Wednesday. Got our negatives on Thursday, and then on Friday, someone who Lauren had been around that had a negative then mm-hmm. got a positive. Mm-hmm. So we got tested again today. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully we'll get an answer tomorrow or the next day. Um, but another one of her friends just tested positive today Tight. at the same and, gym, and she has a little bit of a sore throat. So, ooh, we'll that see. gym, mm. that gym's a hot spot. That gym should be on the news. That yeah. gym should not be open. No, exactly. <laughs> I just watched a. I, I, I believe passed, the exposures were uh, not at the gym. I passed one of those crazy, you know, those small little gyms, those like uh, fitness anytime gyms. You know those guys. Mm-hmm. Passed one of those yesterday on my way to Mission Hills for the second time in two days. I'll be passing it again momentarily, guys. Uh, and uh, it was packed. People were uh, people were pouring out of it and pouring into it. I'm like, how is that? And it's a tiny little hole in the wall, Jim. What the fuck? I don't know. I drove by a restaurant yesterday. You know, you're you're looking at the news right now, and they're like, California is shutting down, no outdoor dining, blah blah blah. And yesterday, the sidewalk restaurant packed. Yeah. No masks. Yeah. No masks. I think it's ridiculous, says the guy who's about to go to an Airbnb with his out-of-state sister and his, yep. his elderly <laughs> grandmother and her elderly boyfriend. I think, I think it's, it's ridiculous, absolute... too, says a guy that's going to Thanksgiving dinner at someone's house tomorrow night. <laughs> hey, I'm going to Thanksgiving I'm, dinner I'm tomorrow, too. Boy. I'm going to be boy. outside. Well, you can't, Tyler, because you might be paused. I think we're going to be really safe. You could be paused. You could be paused. Mike doesn't know. Mike doesn't yeah, know if he's paused. Yeah, the reason why know. we're not in the parking lot last night right now is because <laughs> that statement actually makes sense. The reason why we're not in the parking lot outside last right, right last night right now is because uh tyler w- with his situation and then mike also said he felt sick so yeah. i'm like you know, why would we do this right before thanksgiving let's just do the that's sad we would have just been in our cars which i think is plenty safe so i don't know well, i mean there's passing things back and forth and cords yeah, and wires no, there's, there's, there's no touching. proof that it, there's, there's no proof that the surface transfer is possible what happened to that what about all that? in the beginning all the proof of like oh the first reports were like this virus we've never seen anything like it it's it's it lives on car- cardboard for upwards of two weeks it's got keys to your house it comes inside <laughs> it nestles into your pillow takes a nap wakes up refreshes itself it knows your out. passwords and, and the latest thing passwords. is like as soon as it hits a surface dead 
it's like surfaces are the raid to coronavirus, apparently. That's why I've just been putting a lot of surfaces in my... Can we inject the surfaces straight in? Is the surface like uh, like just like the ground to a uh, like a skydiver? Like they're so wimpy that as soon as it hits the surface, just splat, dead. Is that what's going on? I thought how skydivers land. By the I've way, I've always considered skydivers whose who shoots don't open very wimpy. You know they bounce. Skydivers bounce. Yeah, yeah. when the, the shoots don't open, they they, they do it. Some I, I think it's something crazy like fifteen feet. Ugh. I think depending I think the on craziest thing is the when somebody of lives. Tissue. Yeah. There's that video of that guy base jumping off the dam and it, his thing doesn't open and it's like he's got like a GoPro on his chest and he just crunches into the ground and then like bounces up and he's just making this the most horrible. Uh, Did he live? Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, so like he knew like the position to fall hit the ground to survive. Hey, he just got lucky, I think. That's respect. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's, that's all luck because I don't think you get to reevaluate as you're well, falling. In that show, that in that show that I absolutely love, that uh, you guys have not. Oh, well, Michael, Price you is did, right. You said it was boring. Uh, Patriot. There's a scene where he needs to get into this like highly secured area, and the only way to do it is to jump off a balcony. And he's explaining how there's a certain way to fall where it's going to dislocate your shoulder, maybe break a few ribs, and it's like 25 feet or something. And he's like preparing to do it, and like you feel for him. You're like, you don't, don't. You're in his shoes. You're like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to jump. And he knows that you got to land on your side. He did it. It's pretty sweet. And then he gets up and kills people and gets what he needs. There was a guy at uh, the restaurant that Lauren used to work at. Not he didn't work at the restaurant. There was a chase that like ended at the parking structure by her restaurant. There was a chase bank, I think, three stories, three stories tall, mm-hmm. and they had him surrounded at the top. And then he tried to get away by jumping from the third story yeah. and just shattered both of his legs and uh, was just, like laying in the bushes, like screaming. Yeah, I'm so lucky. Well, I shouldn't say lucky. I guess I'm happy that I laid it on my back and not my legs. I want to want to have like shattered, yeah, terrible no. legs. Uh, I would not I, hang out with you if you had shattered terrible. I, yeah, 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 the show's over. Uh, all right, so so Airbnb. I, here's the deal, Mike. I think you'll. I think everyone will be able to appreciate this. Uh, all right, I I already hate him and want him dead. I hate them so much, guys. All right, so and I hate John D a lot. I don't John know who D that is. is who's John D? We're all gonna know who John D is in a minute. All right, uh, is this an AA meeting all of a sudden? So uh, I, I you guys book- talk shit in your AA meetings. Uh, so so. Jillian okay. and I are in, it's Jillian's idea. So we, we take the reins and, and we were looking for a great place for, uh, to, to, to stay with, uh, with the family. All right. Try, to, try, to, try to book Mike's childhood home. I, I didn't know it was available, but next time, yes. Uh, so we're looking into it. We find a great place, uh, a little pricey, but everything's really super pricey right now. And, you know, it's either that or not seeing the family and we're all going to split it a bunch of different ways. So, uh, we can make it work. Um, so we book it. And uh, as an avid, uh, perk, it said 48 hour, 48 hour cancellation fee. Great. So we're done. I share the pictures with everybody, and then uh, we have 48 hours, and it's later that afternoon, and we're looking at it, and there were some concerns about what the kids might do, and there are some little kids that are going to be in there, and there's some open like stairs, and so we continue to look, and we found a place that was slightly better for a little bit cheaper, and we're like, all right, let's do that place. So Jillian's working on that. I'm working. I'm, I'm actually working on them simultaneously, and uh, I'm canceling the one. We're booking the other one. We have 48 hours, and it's like full refund. You're, uh, you're, you're good. Great. Uh, everything's said and done. We booked a new place. And then I get an email from Airbnb saying, uh, your full refund of 2000 or whatever is uh, minus the 200 and whatever it was. What, what did I say? 287.55 or something like that. 265.77 minus the service fee, which service fee is exuberant to begin with. $265 for a three-day rental is exuberant for a fucking service fee, right? And, and then they're like, oh, uh, we're keeping that service fee. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what do you mean? Uh, it said full 100% refund. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, that's um, uh, assuming you didn't double book and you had booked the other one prior to booking to canceling this one. Uh, I uh, said, okay. And I said, can you adjust your windscreen? It's popping the peas a little bit. You have such. I, there's no adjusting it. It's like okay. please don't ruin this show. I know. I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. I did that. No, I. He's saying that I'm ruining the show. No, I killed the. I killed the momentum. So, uh, wait. How turn, do they know you double book? Because you did the other one through a, Airbnb a as well. Yeah, they're both Airbnb, okay. and there's a computer, and we may have. I didn't even realize we were overlapped because it was ha- happening simultaneously. And the other one wasn't even an instant book. It was like a request to book. So I'm not even. Anyways, the computer uh, uh, automated system caught it, and they they docked us. So I'm like, okay, well, this is. This policy is put in place because people assholes will be like, "Oh, look, forty-eight hour cancellation fee. Let's right. book it, and then we'll decide. We'll book like seven or eight places. It's to prevent that. I get that. That's not what we were doing. It's also I have learned to prevent um, uh, fake reservations, whatever the hell that is, and also uh, for third-party bookings. I guess they had caught people who were like booking a house for their friends and then maybe charging more or just you know, hey, right. whatever. So those are the reasons. So I'm like, oh, this is. A mistake. We didn't, and, and also, this is the main thing. When uh, uh, trying to cancel, it's, it kept stopping me. Going, are you sure this place is really great? Yeah. Are you sure you want to give it up? Yes, I want to give it up. Are you sure this place is usually booked? Yes, I want to give it up. Nothing like um, if you cancel, you won't get this back. Like which could have been worked into the code. So I write them an email saying, "Hey, here's the deal." Uh, it's, and uh, and then I got an email back saying, "Yeah, we'll be within touch uh, within within 24 hours. You'll hear from one of our specialists." Eleven days later. 11 days later, I was assigned a case manager named John D. Uh-oh. And John D. is spicy. Oh. And uh, John D. essentially, I mean, I have lots and lots and lots of back and forth via the message boards on IMDb, you know, the message system. Uh, but everything is so cunty from this guy. I never say, thanks so much for your, for your uh, concerns. Unfortunately, can't do anything about it uh, because it's our policy. And please don't hesitate to let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. And I'm like, hello, John. Thank you for your response. This, however, will not stand, and I am not satisfied with your response. It was not a matter of a day. It overlapped by a minute or two and was inadvertent. We were not attempting to double book, and even if we were, there was never a warning during the cancellation process. I go go on and on. This is like three days ago. Every single day, he and I, I wake up to like a new little cunty message from him every single day. You may refer to the link below to review uh, complete terms of service. His whole argument. So I got him to admit. I I, I finally took the stance of okay, I'm going to get this guy to to admit on paper, on, you know, on paper and on the computer that the policy was not put in place for a, a minor overbooking by a mistake that was inadvertent. It wasn't put in place. He he let me know all of the reasons why it was put in place. And I'm like, okay, you just said that it had nothing to do with anything that we did. So it was human error, and we were never warned. Please refund the money. Nope, uh, it will not be uh, reversed. You know, we were keeping the 200 and, and I said, this is such bad business. I will never use Airbnb again. You guys have thousands of dollars in service fees I've given you over the years. Did you so, put it on a credit card? Yeah. So I told them I got to take it up with my credit card, but it's a refund. So I don't know if the credit card can demand that they give more refund. You know what I mean? Uh. But maybe the initial one didn't go through yet. So I said, I'm going to take it with my, with my credit card. I'm also going to talk badly about Airbnb anywhere, any chance that I get. I said, it's just bad business. Sorry. There's nothing we can do. Now, am I am I right for being furious about this? If it was fifty bucks, I'd be mildly annoyed. I, I, yeah. I think if they were halfway decent at customer service and they wanted to remain keep yeah. you as a customer, everybody knows how important customer service is. The guy right. could have said, "You know what? No problem. I'm refunding it." 
it would have been a no loss to them. Like that two hundred and fifty <laughs> bucks is not going to make that company anything more no, than what not. it is. And he, he would have kept you as a customer. Right. He would have prevented you from bad mouthing them on this show and every other show. Yeah. He would have prevented me from anytime someone brings up Airbnb telling them that's a shit fuck company, don't yep. spend one goddamn dime there. Yep. Sir Paul. And and you know what? Until the till the day I die, I will go to my my grave bad mouthing Airbnb. He admitted too that there is no warning, uh, and when you're trying to cancel that that that's not built into the system. And uh, what else did he did he did he did he admit? Oh, I'm so furious at John D. Do you can know? you just go, can you go above his head? No. So I asked to talk to a supervisor. I'm like you know one of the many back and forths, and he said that he was the top guy. He said there's some people that work in the back end. I'm Mr. Airbnb. He said there what are I'm some saying people. is sometimes executives and CEOs will actually like well, I'm not sometimes gonna get the CEO. No, but hear me out. Tim Cook answers people's twitters and stuff sometimes. First of I, all, I don't. Tim, I, I'm not. Tim I don't Apple. have a Twitter presence, so I. I, I feel. Like, I do want to attack them on Twitter. No, it's and I probably not celebrities. Will. People will send Tim Cook from Apple an no, email complaining about a product, and he will go through. His people will bring. No, I'm him saying a, I don't. A, I don't talk on Twitter, and I don't want to like pop up on Twitter for the first time in months. And be like, ah, oh, fuck Airbnb. No, I'm saying you contact <laughs> the CEO and say, hey, can you do something about this? And sometimes they do something about it to make a show of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people message like VPs on like uh, LinkedIn all the time. Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing is. So he kept uh, his only response. Now that I've got him to openly admit, so I, I, I kind of painted him in a corner, getting him to explain what the policy was put in place for, and then getting him to admit that I didn't do any of those things that it was put in place for, and that I'm a byproduct of it, and that it doesn't warn me in doing so. And his whole, his only defense is, "Well, you knew about it because of our, it's in our bylines." And I'm like, "Oh, you mean the fine print? I spent." I, I timed it. I spent seven minutes looking around their website, looking for their, that policy. That and I couldn't find it. I mean, it's no, it, it's in there somewhere. But they have so much fine print. So that's his, his only excuse is, oh well, you should have known about it because you agreed to the terms of services, and it's in there. And it's so deep. I I couldn't. I had to have him send me a link that would take me there. It's so deep in that website. He makes it seem like, oh, everyone knows. You know what? For starters, you should write this out in a concise and professional manner and post this on a Yelp review for just for starters. Yeah. This entire story. Condense it down to one paragraph. Uh, yeah. I, I And then I, link I, to the show and say, if you want to hear the whole story. And it bothers me that there is part. Yeah, I should do that. There is part of, of all of this that is helping Airbnb because I'm saying their name and no, you know, advertising, no, no talking is bad, you know, no mentions or bad mentions. Hey, no talking's bad talking, eh? And then, yeah. but also, also guys, like this is making everyone aware that, hey, careful when you book with them because if you do have to cancel one and book another, make sure there's zero overlap because you will give up. So I'm kind of letting everyone know that you got to be careful, which they, I can't, Ah. Vimeo. Just stay in a hotel, everybody. Airbnb is disgusting. Plus, you know what? There's a lot of uh, uh, other options. to. It's not like a monopoly like a lot of people think. They did buy a VRBO. Monopoly. A monopoly. A v, they bought VRBO. I think they bought HomeAway as well. But like Hotels.com, they have their own side hustle where you can rent properties. I, I, it, it, Airbnb has exposed themselves as a company that doesn't give a shit. You can also and, a lot of time find the same place listed directly through the like uh like yeah, when for I, less when for I less book money. in uh, like Palm Springs I'll f- I'll find a house I like on Airbnb and then search that they usually use the same house description on the different sites and then you can find the local like local vacation place that they're listed with and it's usually like 2 or 300 dollars cheaper or yeah. 
Or you can try harder in life and make a ton of money and stay at the Four Seasons. I don't know what the cancellation policy is, but I bet it's better. Here's a here's a quick little uh, um, Four Seasons total landscaping or uh, bad call on my part. I should have said the Ritz. Ritz Carlton is the Ritz even still around? It's pretty ritzy, and yeah, it's it's still around. Uh, Vimeo, Vimeo. Um, I I was set up, I was I was set up on their on, automatic renewal uh, payments plan, mm-hmm. and they automatically renewed me, and it it bothered me, but I'm like, you know what? I it's my own fault, and it was like 260 bucks or something too. It was like it, it was when I was using it for groupers, and then it kept bothering me a little. So I I finally I'm like, ah, you know what? I should see if I can get a partial refund and not have it for the full year because it was annual. So I sent him an email saying, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry, but I was on annual." Uh, this was like three weeks in. They refunded me the money like within an hour, and I had three weeks. I didn't use it at all, but I had had three weeks access to it. So no questions asked. Money right back on my card. That's what you do. That's yeah. what you're supposed yeah. to do. So what the point of this is: stay at Vimeo instead of Airbnb. <laughs> I'm not trying to game the system. Yeah, if I'm trying to game the system, no, yeah. Anderson, customer service is everything. It's everything. I will go to a restaurant with great service over a restaurant with great food seven days a week, man. It's always the case. You know, Nordstrom care. will take anything back anytime, and that would make me, if I were buying clothes, a you know, loyal customer. She's got of worms in it, but the chef, he's just so nice. <laughs> They're so nice. They're so nice. The girl was looking me right in the eye when I was complaining about the worms, and it was like I was being heard. Oh, so what I was starting to say is the VHS. I am. I have a VH, a couple of VHS players. Hopefully, at least one of them works because I will plug that in before uh, I put. I give all this equipment back, assuming that I get it to work. And um, uh, Andy on uh, on Talk Soup with John Henson will be uh, digitized. Oh, oh, yes. Patreon exclusive. Um, I, I, I want to talk know. to you off the show about this borrowing of recorders because yesterday I was looking into getting a Hi8 Super 8 machine because I want to transfer about 15 Hi8s to digital. Yeah, I got to do the same thing with Hi8s. I got a bunch of Hi8s after these Betamax tapes. So I have, a, I have a mini DV player if you want to borrow that too. I don't but, think I have anything on mini DV. That was after my family disbanded is when that technology yeah. came out. But I, I can't. I, I just can't fathom that it's so difficult to do beta. But I, I mean, I can fathom it. But I just want to. I want one machine with a fucking firewire out, and I just, I just do it with iMovie, and it's clean and simple. And you're yeah, immediately be, reminded of how shitty the quality used to be. I thought there'd be one thing in between the Betamax player and the computer yeah. to make it. But there are three things. There in should be it. no things. It should be a well, firewire. But firewire probably firewire doesn't yeah. exist for Betamax. Yeah. But yeah. There, I yeah. guess there could be like RCA outs to firewire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, well, you out. need then you need a machine, and obviously that's probably what the black magic thing is. It's frustrating. As this soon is as like I a saw weird, weird, angry episode of the Leo Laporte show. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> do you have a Costco membership? I do. They'll they'll transfer anything. For what? And they'll transfer anything to digital. They'll transfer anything you bring straight into the trash can. You just bring it in. Film. <laughs> say, Thank you very I'm much. Like uh, eight millimeter, sixteen millimeter. Really? Do they yeah. charge uh, decent? I don't know. Jillian, Jillian asked me last night when she saw me, and I was at my wits end. Guys, I did something that I never ever do. I shouldn't say never ever. Rarely. Do. I was so stressed no, last that's night. That's on the video. With everything that was on my plate, and nothing was going right. I mean, this is just you know, I'm talking about the two main things that are going on. But yeah, you mainlined heroin into your sack. <laughs> it was like 10.30 at night, and uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to check out, and I'm going to watch an episode of Mandalorian and eat ice cream like I'm a girl on her period. And 
It was fantastic. And you got up and there was a blood splotch on the couch and you're like, oh my God. There was a little ice cream that I spilled. I, I watched the first episode of season two Mandalorian where he, the, the dragon hunting episode with the sand people and I all my everything in the world melted away. Like I never use movies or TV shows as escape vehicles, but I, I wasn't taking notes. I wasn't thinking about what I want to say about it. I was just watching it and I was in a different world and it was awesome. It was great. It was exactly what I needed. There were some corny moments that rubbed me the wrong way, but that's usually the case with <laughs> the Mandalorian. I know. I, <laughs> I had a very strange experience ordering sushi the other night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for no worms in the next hour, we can't, we can't guarantee that. So I'm on Yelp, and I was going to order, you know, you can do delivery th- through Yelp. You know, they send out to Grubhub or whatever. And then I had gone on their website to check something on their menu or whatever, and it said, oh, order from us for, like, you know, the best price and like support your local, you know, business, like so that we, they don't have to pay the, you know, the delivery fee to Grubhub or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be nice and I'll order through the website. So order through the website, put on in my information, send it off the order. I don't get a confirmation, like an email, but I did get a thing said like, okay, your order's processing. And 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes goes by, 40 minutes goes by. The place is not far away and nothing has come. And, at like the 45, 50 minute mark, I get a phone call from some random like New Jersey number. And I'm like, hello. And this guy's like, hey, uh, Tyler. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, uh, I'm your Postmates driver. And I was like, my what? He's like, yeah, I'm your Postmates driver. I'm trying to pick your food, but they said it's not here. They said some guy already picked it up. I was like, oh. first of all, I didn't order through Postmates. He's like, well, you're on my app and it's telling me to come pick up your food. I was like, uh, Okay. He's like, yeah, the lady here is very upset. And she says that I'm the fourth person who's tried to come and pick up your food. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just st- staring at my phone. Like, I think I know what happened. What? He's like, yeah, hold on. Let me put you on with the lady. So he puts, now I'm on speakerphone. He's like, my yeah, response so this, would have been no. <laughs> he's like, this is Tyler. He's trying to get his food. And she's like, yeah, someone picked it up already. And you're the fourth person to come and get, try to get it. He's like, well, he hasn't got his food. And she's like, what do you mean he hasn't got his food? The guy left 30 minutes ago, and the Postmates driver's like, how far away do you live, Tyler? I'm like, 10 minutes. He's like, the guy lives only 10 minutes away, and now he's playing middleman. I'm mm-hmm. like, why are you helping me? And he's like, well, I, I have to figure this out. I'm on the, also on hold with Postmates to get your your request taken off my app so that I don't get dinged for not yeah, delivering for it. stopping and eating the sushi. And he's like, okay, she's... She's saying DoorDash came and got it. Did you order through DoorDash? I'm like, no, I ordered through your website. I, 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 I don't know what's happening, but... So we never got our food, and I finally got on the the the, the owner got on the phone with me. Owner like, of what? The restaurant. Because I mean, and you got like, Yelp involved, you got Postmates, you got DoorDash involved, you got the restaurant. That's four owners that you could be talking about. Uh, right? It's the sushi owner, and right. this is Saturday night. He's like, okay, how's the English? The, the business, very very good. He's like, oh the, really? The, it's good. Yeah, it's that good. means the food's probably not too good. No, it was good. That's weird. Uh, they've been around a long time, so I don't know what to tell you. Uh, he was like. Well, they're closed tomorrow, so I'll call them Monday, and I'll get them to refund your thing. Who's, who's they? They is the the place that processes orders made through their website. That is clearly some sort of it's called placepoll dot uh-huh. com. Uh-huh. They they clearly are like a middleman that then farms out the request to either Grubhub, DoorDash, whatever. Uh, so it's just an extra layer of complication, people, and I can't many, find anything about this website. And I think that like someone just has access to it, and when like orders come in, they just go and pick it up and eat it. Like I think they just that, you know what oh so that you think somebody like hacked in and just, I think this website is just like shitty and like out of like 
so yeah, you, can, was, you can access it and see and you can get as long as you get there first but that'd be you know awkward what? if like, you get there scam. right at the same time great scam i ha- i have never used one of those food delivery services but i did use an online service to order food from the italian restaurant on the corner way too expensive 50 bucks <laughs> for spinach a pizza and something else but I ordered well, the if food. Something else with some gold flakes. It was no, 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 deal. no, no. It was three small things. It was, oh. it, it was uh, the pizza was the big ticket item, but it was forty eight bucks. What? Pretty good though. Pretty tasty. Sautéed spinach, the pizza, mm-hmm. and something else. But uh, no cheap spinach is how easy it is dinner. to saute. He yeah, totally is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I I ordered it online, and then I never got the confirmation, and I just walked down there, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's been sitting here." I'm like, "All right." So I I brought it home, ate it, and then I had. An additional hundred and fifty-one dollars put on my card the next day from the same company, what? and I was like, "Ah, fuck!" Did you get it taken off? No, he didn't. Uh, I, they they gave me a new card. Oh, you got scammed. Yeah, yeah. you got yeah. fished. Yeah, Actually, I, it's not fished. Is it? I don't know. I got to check my bank again and see if it's still on there. And if it is, then I got to do a dispute and all this shit. But Here, here's yeah, my so, here's why I brought I, it I up. Contact, well, so she's like DoorDash. She's like DoorDash is the the company that came and got it. So I got on with DoorDash customer service, and I was like, hi, I didn't order from you guys, but another service put my order in, and one of your drivers picked it up. Can you just search like my name and this location? And they're like, yeah, there's nothing. And then I checked Grubhub and something else, too, and they were all like, bro, if, it didn't or- if you weren't ordered through us, like, we're not going to have your thing. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to tell you, but I got a call from Postmates, and whatever. So it was just like, I, I-, I was so... It was... It was so confusing and just like bizarre world that I, like I wasn't even frustrated anymore, even though I was very hungry. Obviously, right. Well, here's the question I have that you guys—I I don't even know if I even actually want an answer to this, but I have something for you, Anderson, too, that I just looked up. That's good news. Um, like when I went onto their website to order, it said place order, and then I thought there was going to be a page come up for me to put a credit card in. It said your order will be ready in 25 minutes, and I was like, I don't even know how they got my information how they got my credit card or my debit card number. And it was all through Google apparently. And I don't know how, why Google had my debit card number, but that kind of freaked me out. You've a little used bit. it before. On I don't remember. But yeah. So, so here's the good Mike, news. Have you heard of online shopping? Have you tried it? Have you tried? Have you even a shot? I feel like eBay is a thing that you've used. Oh, I don't know right. what you're talking about. Anderson. So it's uh, $29 for the first two hours or two tapes and they'll transfer any any tape you have, Betamax, VHSC, VHS, DV Cam, Hi8, uh, to whatever and, format you want. You want it digital. You want it on a on a thumb drive. You want it on DVDs. They'll do it to any of those things. Do they take DVDs and turn them into uh, like Betamax tapes? Can they do that for me? You know what? That's that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> and uh, can they turn them in, into zoetropes? <laughs> <laughs> Hey Mike, dumb. Twenty nine bucks for how much? Uh, two tapes, two hours or two tapes. Which what is, what is there? Two six hour tapes. <laughs> well, it'll probably be, be like three, a, like two hours, ninety charges. bucks or something. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I'm not saving that much. I'm saving. It's probably costing me about half that. that well, much. your time when you have to yeah. sit there and Mental run it off sanity. in real time, and you got to keep I, meeting this parking lot guy. Yeah, I know that's a, but. In fairness, I'm going to give him a great review, and he's been so helpful, and he's so apologetic because of not helpful no. enough to drive to you, huh? I'm just afraid I'm going to get the new one, and, it's, and I'm going to plug it in, and it's still not going to dock, and it's going to be something that's wrong. With I had to use Black Magic systems. for something at work, and it was a total pain in the ass. Once I finally figured Wait, it out, do you it was mean good, literally but... Black Magic or a Black Magic product? For Black well, Ma- you know, Magic product, I would assume he, he means the liberal Hollywood elite. We're very close with Satan. Um, 
No, the actual program. There was it was like drivers and like all this chaos. I finally got to work, but it's not as uh, yeah. I was downloading numerous help. numerous uh, uh, players onto my various computers last night, and it's just not recognizing any of them. They have so many different updates. Blackmagic has so many different options. I I really I, I didn't realize it until fairly recently. I, I really took some time and thought about it, Mike. You'll appreciate this too, being a film guy. And but Tyler, you're a film guy now too. You kind of went back in time, but Big like film guy. When I went to film school, you, you know, com- video was coming into its own a little bit. It still wasn't there, so I still hated it. But they barely spent any time teaching us video in, in film school. And it was all about the film camera and, and, and knowing how it worked. And I understood all of the mechanics of it and how all the cameras worked and how to load them and, and what you needed to do to take good images and different film stocks. I knew all of that stuff. And where we are now is so, so different. It's not. It's not the same art form anymore. It's it's a completely different art form. That black I cannot magic believe name is a little is a little is a little on the nose, isn't it? What's that? No, the black magic name is a little on the nose. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, this is uh, kind of amazing that you brought this up because I had a, a, a miniature revelation in my head yesterday during therapy, and I was talking about it. And I'm trying to get to a point in life where it's not the finished product that is my goal; it's the process that's the goal. Hmm. Because I think if you're enjoying it, the finished product is going to be what it is. It's going to be what it is either way. But there was something joyful and fun about taking pictures on film and shooting with an old video camera where I didn't have that much control, where it was kind of point and shoot and I got what I got. And I just focused on what was in the in the viewfinder. And I don't have that joy and I haven't had that joy since I switched to digital. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring that up because I've been thinking about it. Like it's not worth going back because of the extra time and expense and lack of quality, but I don't know what it's going to take to get back to that enjoying the. Well, process. I mean, it's still about telling stories, as far as like I'm concerned. It's still. I about- know, but but for, you know this. I know this to be a fact. When I had a film camera, like a video camera, it was so much more fun pointing it at things. Film camera and pulling the you button. Just said yeah, film camera and video camera. I meant film, like moving pictures camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like an eight millimeter. It was so much more fun pointing it at things and shooting it. Hmm. I know. I, I, guys, I, my it means first nothing film project now. It means was, nothing now. I had to shoot a location. It was the first time I'd ever shot with film, even though it was just Super 8. And uh, I, I drove up to San Francisco to shoot like uh, Fort Point and underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. And then I drove all the way back. Yeah. I spent one night there, right? And just shot stuff. And I looked at my footage, like, you know, with my, I had a little guillotine and I was cutting it myself. That was the process. So we had to learn how it mechanically worked and how it actually. And I, I was missing one shot. I drove all the way back to San Francisco. Oh. There's no way I would have done that if it was just some video project. Oh. And guys, was I disappointed when we all screened our, our little works. And uh, I was the only one who, pretty much the only one who left his house, let alone town. Like, everyone <laughs> shot their backyard. There was I just think you should be blows. excited about that. I think that shows you have, you have go get them tiger attitude. And this is like a way post-meth days. Was, this Speely, was, just me. was Speely impressed? Speely never got to see any of our work because he was doing uh, our class from the comfort of his own home. He was social. He was distance learning. Oh, it's pretty tight. <laughs> For those who might not know, Steven Spielberg was officially in my class. But I, I just love up. the – I don't know if this was ever the case. Probably not. But I love the idea of Spielberg socially learning – in your class and then having to get off Distance the line for a minute to go like, no, no, I want the ET over there. The ET, ET is going to be standing there. What do you mean? I just love the idea of him shooting oh, one of the classic movies. Actual at the, class. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was turning in ET because it was long after. Mike, I wasn't in film school in 82. Mm. Okay. 
He was shooting like uh, Schindler's List or something. That's 94. No, he was shooting uh, probably War Horse or something. War Horse. Maybe that's why War Horse was so bad. He was distracted with class. He's like, oh, that's the best. He puts that in the credits. He's got the juice. He's the only one that left his house. I've got... I've got to push myself. <laughs> hey, when are we going to use those cameras that the listener sent us? Yes. Yes. Well, let's do it. We need a deadline. We need a hard deadline. I have... That's Miles, right? Miles? Yeah. Niles? Miles. Niles. Niles, Niles with I, an N, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a big, I have a big, you know, my big December break, so we could do a big, uh, you know, we could find a time, or we could do a weekend, I mean, whatever, but, or are we doing, are we shooting together or are we shooting separately? Separately, and then we're all getting it. Okay. Process. All right. Oh, well, dude, then, I, yeah, we'll just set a deadline. I have some very expensive 800 uh, ISO film that uh, I wasn't aware was in one of my cameras, and uh, I, I went into a closet, but there's still some light in there. Took a couple of pictures of nothing, and then opened it up to, to make sure to see if there was film. Yes, there was film in there, and it's 800. I'm wondering if any of that is going to be ruined, or most of it's going to be ruined. Are you asking Tyler to process it for free? <laughs> I'd, ha- I'd be happy to, but I haven't shot since we started the move because a the move was a pain yeah. in the ass, and then also the last roll that I shot uh, came out completely blank, and mm. I cannot figure out why, and it's really annoying me. And I just put my cameras away in the box and move them here, and oh, I no. have not touched yeah, them since. That's, that, that's that that is a killer of dreams. When things was like it a new happen. camera, a different uh, a different it was camera? My, it was my new medium format, but I've shot multiple rolls with it, and they came and out you fine. Processed this one, it before. I processed it. And you only- processed this one yeah, yourself? Yeah, well, I think yeah. this pro- I would guess something happened in the process and that you fucked you up. Take the, you take the, did you think about uh, something new chemicals, stupid so like that? So I don't know. Too bad like it wasn't the- video, man. You'd have a backup of it, you know? Well, you know how people have to constantly remind themselves if they're shooting with a Leica and you might have a similar camera that you can still see through the viewfinder even if the lens cap is on? Yes. That was not the case. Guys, I have one minute before I have to leave. And that's a uh, real what story. Talk Better make it a good minute. Um, I... I the Costco thing is very intriguing because I have Super 8 film. And you could go get a hot dog and pizza. I have Super 8 film for my dad that uh, is not of me. It's from before I existed, and God Uh-oh. knows what is on that thing. And I don't know Dude, if I should this take could it to be mucho troubling. This could be a great. <laughs> this could be a great episode of you and Atticus together watching this unknown footage, unfiltered. Just like, all right, here we go. Let's push play. Papa. <laughs> oh yes, there are similarities. Uh, with the uh, yes, mm. oh my God, this could be devastating news. Yeah, who knows? God knows. He's just sitting there with a bottle of booze, and he's like, "This kid's not my son." I gotta go. I gotta go to Mission Hills okay. to pick up the Black Magic Intensity Pro, or you know, it's an Intensity oh, Extreme. Oh, oh, Can we get any more Black Magic? Yeah. Black Magic Intensity Extreme. It's like, am I gonna ride it? Hurricane. <laughs> the Black Magic Hurricane Extreme Black Hole. And it's it's looks it's just a dumb little box. It like looks like a phone. Yeah, yeah. The fire filled <laughs> black hole of death and doom. Gateway to hell. It's like who, who oh, the new gate, these things? The gateway to hell two is out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys keep going. Um, I I got a roll. I will send you this uh, audio as soon as I pull it. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks, guys. That's Can't a weird wait. masturbation reference. See you, bud. You want to okay. clap? So, yeah. Is that going to help me? I don't, yeah, know. Maybe, I don't know how this works. One, two, three. Clap. But you guys didn't clap, so it's just giving me clapping. <laughs> it's not going to help. Um, um, what was I going to say? I'm going to say something. Oh, yeah, here's, um, I'll give you my audio um, as soon as I output it. All right. Uh, uh, give me my, uh, my output. Sorry. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy yep. yourselves. Yep. Yep. Bye. Yep.
So, Tyler, another 45? I mean, I feel like people just got 40 minutes of us just bitching about, like, big first world problems it is it is really a big problem like i can't get my 245 bucks back from which is annoying it's, I, it's beyond he's totally annoying. In the right he's totally in the right but yeah hey th- this at this point in time in life don't we all know that customer service is everything like people yeah. still don't know that it's i don't know man I, when the companies get big enough it doesn't matter because yeah, they know that people true. will still use them anyways so let's let's uh, let's set a date like let's really set a date and stick to it because every time I go out I'm like shoot those film pictures right now then I think am I just going to have a canister of film that's going to sit for 2 months All right uh let's give ourselves you want 1 week Okay or you want 2 weeks It doesn't matter cuz I'm probably going to do, do it two all 2 weeks you'll do it at the second week anyways Yeah probably All right 1 week I've already missed out on so many opportunities to like have something that wouldn't be easily accessible you know what I mean with all the trips I've made out to the desert yeah. and stuff. Oh, speaking of the desert, we didn't talk about the monolith. Oh, it's a I mean, great practical joke, which is what I assume it is. I don't know what there is to say about it. For people that don't know, the uh, was it the U.S. Geological Service or the Rangers or something? Someone in a chopper. The park rangers or something in a chopper in Utah. They found it's basically like the it's like the the uh, 2001 obelisk. Yeah, made of uh, it's like some weird sort of like metal. Yeah. That is shiny but not reflective. And it's ten feet tall, I think. Something like that. They said ten to twelve feet tall. And yeah. They it's riveted, so they know it's like you know, human assembled, but they don't know how long it's been there. It could have been there since the sixties. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, people don't know how long it's been there because Oh, that's the, way more fascinating than somebody because I think about those kind of things all the time and I've yet to do it. Like going out and putting something out in the middle of nowhere, waiting for someone to stumble on it. It totally looks like a scene from a film. Like it, it, yeah. it looks like yeah. the opening shot of some sort of. Yeah, it could be. Sci-fi. It could be. Yeah, so there's some prop masters right now. I was like, where did I put the? <laughs> what is that thing? <laughs> you saw the news. That shitty B shit. movie I made in 1984. What the fuck did we do with that silver yeah, they spent thing? All the budget on that giant silver silver obelisk. Yeah. Um. All right, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You're driving out to the family? No, I'm going to go over to Todd Glass's house and have a socially distanced, very, very small Thanksgiving. Four people. Nice. Tomorrow? Yeah. On actual Thanksgiving? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We are uh, we are fully um, staying Isolating? Home. So, isolating. We're you going gonna to order in? No, we have... We had bought stuff ahead of time, assuming that we were doing some sort of, like, you know, potlucky thing with... Uh, the family family but that's not happening so but my mom is making some sides right now and i'm gonna make two apple pies tonight and we have a we got a big ham we're gonna cook so i'm gonna drop i'm gonna drop off my parents some of the ham and a pie and then they're gonna very <laughs> nice very nice slide I, me the the two family classics which are um the pink stuff Get your oh yeah butter. yes yes have you had that or have i just told you about it's it? cool whip and cherries and yeah, yeah, yes yeah, 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 no it's yeah, a yeah. standard it's a standard yeah. thing i love it i With love it cra- my grandma's recipe was it was like it's a cranberries and walnuts yeah uh and raspberry jello and cool whip i think that's love it that stuff makes it love it um so good and weird and to me it's totally normal but when i've had people come over to thanksgiving they're like i'm sorry what is this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's such a remnant of those weird 1950s 
yeah, recipes. Absolutely. Cook everything with Jello. Jello salads. Yep. Jello was um, huge for a while. It's it's going to be huge when we bring it back for the big shrimp because I think gelatin is going to be a big. Uh, I got a feeling too. Yeah. A big part of the big shrimp. We got to get clear flavorless Jello unless they make shrimp flavored Jello. Oh, not bad. Oh, you know what? We get. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is, Mike. We get they do, because they do make clear tasteless gelatin. We get that. We buy the ramen, the shrimp ramen packs. Okay. Take the shrimp, the seasoning that's in the ramen yeah. packs, and we mix that with the jello. And we mix that with our chopped up shrimpy boys. Yep. It sounds more delicious every time we take a step towards completion. <laughs> hey, I had a cool pie uh, incident happen yesterday. I'm, you I had a cool uh, pie incident? Yeah, yeah. We got to get Anderson back on the horn for the cool pie incident. No, but I, I, there's a pie shop near me called 4 and 20 that I've gone to for years. Isn't and just that gone there. out of business? They're there's out of one, business. There's one over by Gelson's. Yeah, they're Is that closed. The one? They're closed. Yeah, permanently closed because I thought that's where I was going to order my pie to bring over to Todd's tomorrow. Yeah. And then I then I went online and looked at some of the high-rated pie shops in the valley and they're all they're all we're not taking orders, sold out, not taking orders. And I started to panic. I'm like, do I have to try to make a pie? Yeah, you do have to try I to make a pie. No. Well, then I found Marie Callender's is selling pies out of a parking lot on Ventura. And Marie <laughs> Callender's is like has a side hustle. Yeah, but hear me out. I drove down there. I saw where they were doing it. It looked intimidating. There's three big rigs stacked to the ceiling. Those 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 yeah, boxes yeah, yeah. from the big rigs in the parking lot stacked to the ceiling with pies. They're all refrigerated. And then there's an empty like building that is like a storage building, and that's what they're working out of. They have two stations. So you literally walk down an alley, and you go up to this huge roll-up door, and they have a desk in front of it, and you order your pies, and behind the desk is between 800 and 5,000 pies. I mean, there were so many pies. They do make a nice pie. And I just went, one cherry, one apple, please. And they were in front of me in 10 seconds, and my credit card was run, no signature. And I was like, that was the easiest purchase. And then I went, but Marie Callender's kind of sucks. And I got home, and I debated which one I was bringing and which one I was going to keep, and I kept the cherry. I'm halfway through it. And it's fucking spectacular. Yeah, they got a great crust. It's delicious. That cherry pie is so good. And they they weren't that expensive. They were 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. But they... uh, the ease of which I got pies two days before Thanksgiving was startling to me. Pro tip, uh, Trader Joe's has a new pumpkin pie that Lauren and I sampled last night that is, for pre-made pumpkin pie, it is very good. Love pumpkin pie. It's, it is very good. And Love. Then, uh, the pie that I make, that this, is the, this will be the third year that I've made it, I'm not a baker by any means, but it couldn't be easier, and it is so delicious. Just look up Chef John's caramel apple pie. Oh no! You said the magic word. That's like a, the it du- is, It's like a Dutch apple pie, right? No, no. It's I just do normal crust. I do normal lattice. But with caramel. But yeah. So I mean, all all it is is buy a pre-made crust, put it in the pan, chop a bunch of apples up, put them in there, put the lattice top over the you know on the crust. The, put the second pre-made crust on top. Make a design if you want, whatever. And then it's just cook up caramel sauce, which takes two seconds. It's just butter and uh, uh, brown sugar and like a little bit of vanilla and some water. I think that's about it. Heat that up till it's like boiling. Let it cool. And then you just pour that over the pie until it fills in all the holes. And then you put the rest on top. And then you just throw in the oven for like an hour. And you have the most delicious, amazing 
gooey, bubbly apple pie. What happened to adding tons of sugar? The, well, I mean, the caramel sauce is... Oh, but like if you just make a regular apple pie, you don't need to add sugar? The, the apples are the sugar? I, there, people will use like filling, like like apple pie filling or whatever, but I don't know. This recipe, you just put this sugar sauce in there and it's... I mean, it's uh, full so of sugar. good. It's so, so fucking good. good. Yes. Yes. And people stare at me when I serve it to them and that I made it and they're like, you made this? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I'm giving you credit for making it. However, I think the crust is the hardest part. I know. I really want to make my own crust. Every year, I'm like, I'm going to make my own crust this time. And then every year, I run out of time and I just use a pre made because, you know, whatever. What do you hey, mean? maybe if one, one day for the show, I'll be able to swing by and pick these up. But there's a famous pie shop out here that I'm sure you've heard of that escapes me, the name of it. But they don't sell regular pies. Do they pars? sell they no, they sell pie pieces of pie in a cone. What? Like the oh. way they bake them, it's like a it's like a vertical piece this of pie. Familiar. And oh, I don't God, remember I the pie. name of it. It's like the pie hole. No, it's not the pie hole. That's a pizza place. It's uh something pies. There's a couple pie of them is, in LA. Pie is so much is so superior to cake. I know this um, is a hacky conversation, but it is a hacky is... conversation, but you know what's funny is they both go amazingly well with ice cream. Pie better. And, but I mean, vanilla ice cream with cake, amazing. Vanilla ice cream on apple pie, possibly the best dessert there is, period. I've, st- I've never done the cheese on apple pie, the cheddar cheese on an apple pie. I don't I know if I have it. either. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I'm sure it's good. If people you do know it, what? it's got to be good. I, f- fuck this shit going to the Madonna Inn for cake, which I did two day- three days ago. <laughs> because uh, And that was the wa- biggest waste of trip I've ever had on a Sunday. I drove all the way up there. I got nothing recorded, nothing accomplished. I got a piece of cake and drove home. But and That's it was a very fine. Expensive piece of cake. It was fine. But their pie is better than their cake. Oh. They make a caramel apple pie. Mm. And with ice cream, it's like one of the greatest desserts I've ever had. <sighs> and it feels like you're getting nutrition because there's apples in there. Oh, believe when I make this, I make one to take to the party, one for myself, and I eat it for dessert and for breakfast yeah. until it's gone. <laughs> Pie for breakfast is 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 fantastic. Dude, a cup of coffee and a, like that apple pie. For absolutely, breakfast is... absolutely. Ah. And you know what? I got to throw a little shout out to the McDonald's apple pies. Absolutely. That there's the and uh, the uh, I don't know if they still have them, but the Taco Bell caramel empanadas, caramel apple empanadas are yeah, are not too uh, not too shabby either. But yeah, that, that that McDonald's apple pie is yeah. When they used to have two for a dollar, yeah. When your boy yeah. had eight dollars to his name, that's right. Guess he was getting sixteen, <laughs> oh, 16 pies. apple pies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they're so hot! They come that little that little that little paper, unbelievably hot, paper Un- unbearably hot. If I worked at McDonald's, that's all I'd be eating. Yeah, just... the only time that was edible was the last quarter because it had cooled yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's all crunchy at the end. That little crunchy yeah. corner. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm so hungry right now. And I almost want to bring those over to Todd's house tomorrow. You should. Like four McDonald's apple pies. I bet you if you brought those and, and your Marie Callender's pies, I'll bet you those go first. Because people are like, I haven't had one of those in a long time. I wonder then, if McDonald's is going to run short on those suckers. Oh, all the like the stepdads, you know, like last minute. Oh, so sad. <laughs> oh, McDonald's apple pie and a Nerf football. Oh, it's the saddest. I, I guess got your frisbee. The, that wouldn't be the stepdads. That would be the, the like... The divorce dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, that, that's a spade joke anyway that I didn't do, but yeah. But the uh, what's the worst gift to give your kid as a dad? A yo-yo or a Nerf football? No, I take that back. They're both good gifts. If you're if you still live with them, worst worst gift to give a kid if you live with them. Okay, be honest with me. 
Okay. I can't really say that my aspirations were as high as I'm going to claim, but I do remember as a kid when I saw a professional yo-yo guy on The Tonight Show thinking, I might want to do that. Like, I might want to go into professional. It seems easy. I think we've talked about this, but we definitely would have, like, it seemed like once a year, once every two years at school, the yo-yo guy would come and do all his tricks and then sell a bunch of yo-yos. And looking back on that, you're like, what? Why were they just letting yeah, yeah, people exactly. come and bilk kids for money? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's such a uh, weird. The good old days. Do you think that does that still happen? I know they they still do like the the fundraising bullshit where they're like, oh, sell these cookies and you can win like a you know a Nintendo. Yeah, you know when it gets really bad, according to my friends, or one friend in particular who told me a spe- a very specific story. If you are very wealthy and your kids go to a very exclusive school, the way they try to hit you up for money never ends. And it's almost like it's a to me, it's one of the greatest. Oh, my fucking gods. In regards to how much he pays for tuition. Yeah. And they constantly want him to contribute to like fundraisers and stuff. And you're like, this is insane. Like you pay and then you pay college tuition for your kids to go to high school yep. and they still want you to go and and friends that are good well-known comics that go to the same school they want them to perform at uh fundraisers all the time and in fact he called me one time and said i'm in your neighborhood because neil diamond is singing at my kid's school because <laughs> like his grandkids go there and they wanted him to perform as a fundraiser for the kids and i'm like what the fuck are you kidding me it's like one thing if they ask like Hi, I know this is like a big request, but like, yeah. you know, we have the fundraiser coming up. You know, the see. gym burned down and we don't have the funds. <laughs> not even, not even if it's that extreme, but like, if there's some like, sh- if there's some like ounce of shame, isn't the word, but if there's some ounce of like, uh, dignity. Yeah. But like when they're just like, when it's just the, so, you know, we have the thing coming up and you can come tell some jokes and da da da, and we really appreciate it. Like, you're going to do it right. I'll put you down for it. I'll, like I've this made up scenario as if like I have any experience with this, but yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Very, my my uh, buddy, he went to a was it <laughs> is it the Bridge School up is in that, San Francisco? No, okay, that's that is a school that has like that big fancy concert every yeah. year, right? Yeah. So there's some other school down here that is a similar kind of like you know hoity-toity, very private school up in the hills that all like the rock stars and actors kids go is it to. uh harvard westlake no and his is it his, oakwood uh i don't recall oakwood's his, in the valley but that's kind of a private school his girlfriend at the time was a teacher there and uh he got to go and see like basically a private concert for you know like yeah you know a hundred a hundred people kids and parents of like it was like foo fighters and yeah, yeah. something else because like dave Grohl's kids went there or yeah. someone in the band's kids went there yeah, and you feel pressure to do it because you think your kids are going to get like not fair treatment if you don't show up for the gig. It's one of those things where like it could be such a fun experience if if you like really love the school and you're really yeah. involved there and you love the education your kids are getting and like the community and be like, yeah, of course I'll do the thing. But but the flip side of that, if like you're just like, oh, but yeah, don't I mean, and, aren't I paying you so I don't have to do <laughs> yeah. this shit? Yeah, like oh, and here's your check for fifty grand also while I'm here. Yeah, can't, yeah. Can't you just save us all? Just, just raise the tuition, double it. You know we're all rich yeah. as fuck. Just save us the save us the hassle of having to come out and be like, 
y'all ready to rock <laughs> yeah how about i'm yeah i'll do a I'm, I'm dave Grohl. i'll do a concert at your school but you need to sell tickets and that goes towards my kids tuition <laughs> yeah i like, get some of the door <laughs> yeah 80 of the door <laughs> oh man yeah all right have a great thanksgiving yeah you too bud uh how, say hi to todd for me i will <laughs> I will. Has he been on your Tyler, show ever? Tell him Tyler says hello. Uh, no, he's never been on our show. Um, I wonder no. why. Like, it's weird how people pick and choose. Like, he's been on Conan or, or Kimmel like 20 times. Most of the comics we have on our show are like up-and-comers. And he's far too like established, I think, to be on our show. Huh. Have you had Hannah Einbinder on your show? Nope. She's Most great. We just don't even have that many comics. We have like one a month and we haven't had any since the pandemic started. So yeah. 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 So stay tuned also to see if, uh, if Lauren and I are the next statistic in the yep. infected column. Yep. Yep. I'm worried. And I guess, I guess I'll, I guess I'll stay tuned for you too. I'm not that worried. I felt very sick Sunday night, but I think it was because of a stressful drive and Oh, from Bernard, from Madonna. <laughs> well, there was more to it than that, but it's, you know, yeah. You know how I'm, I'm kind of a coward and I had to do something that required 100% of my guts. And I made the call and they didn't answer. And they called when I was on the road and ah. threw, threw me into turmoil. And it went better than expected. So I was riding on this high. Like, I can't believe how wonderful that turned out. And then yeah. I got some, you know, stereotypical news about my dad regarding politics right. that was so crazy it that it just depth. threw me into a fucking spiral. And I was just. You know, that's why yeah. I couldn't use any of the recording because it was all yelling and screaming and fuck you and fuck you and never, ever, ever, you know, and, and then I went, this is all unusable. Because you had that one, you, had, you did that thing where you did the hard thing and it turned out okay. And it turned out better have- than okay. It turned out to be, it was, it was, it was quite literally a huge weight lifted right. off of me. And, and then you couldn't even have like 10 minutes to enjoy the, yeah. the afterglow. Yeah. Yeah. A, but it was, it's, it's my own problem. It's my own head. You know, I could have been like, well, that's, I have no control over my dad, what my dad says. Sure. And what my dad thinks. And, uh, yeah, but knowing that, but if my dad wants to sell everything and move to Arizona because Biden's taking away his social security, that's on him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's not my choice. Right. Yeah, it's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to like process. Well, it's it another and, thing and to know that sometime in the future, my dad's going to be living in Tucson, like five years from now, provided he, you know, everything goes as planned, and then we're all going to be like, well, he didn't take away your social security, right? right. Just like just like when you said Obama's taking away everyone's guns, you know, that twelve years ago, yeah. and you were a hundred percent convinced of it, and so you stockpiled everything because Obama's coming over to take away the guns. Yeah, it didn't happen. Do you think? Do you think Obama kept waking up and he's like, "Should I do it today? I should take the guns oh, today." I'm busy. Oh, I got so much on my plate. Let's you know, I'll take the guns. Joe, at the I'll take the guns tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was a good, pretty good impression. Thank Holy you. Holy shit. Thank you. Not, Not too shabby. It's my my Obama impression is best uh, while someone else is talking. I told you about the chance I had to meet him, right? No. <laughs> I was driving back from San Diego, and I was in no way, shape, or form to meet the president. But my friend <laughs> Wendy, who you probably have met has done a lot of fundraising for him. And so she has access to him. And she called me and said, where are you? And I went, I'm driving back from San Diego. And she goes, get off, take the 405, get off in Century City. I'll tell you where to go. 
And I went, why? And she goes, I, I want you to meet somebody. And I was like, you got to tell me who, because I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops. <laughs> and she's like, it's the president. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, yeah, we're having a get-together for all the fundraising we did. And I was like, I can't do it. I go, I'm wearing shorts and t-shirts and a t-shirt and flip-flops. She goes, and I don't a, care. And I'm a Republican. She goes, there's, there's uh, parking for you too, so you don't have to worry about anything. And I went, I can't do it. And she goes, do not miss this opportunity. She goes, I don't care what you're wearing. Just be here when you get here. And I was, I didn't go. I just blew right past it. And oh. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. I had been in San Diego with my family all day. I was gross feeling. I'm wearing a friggin' concert shirt, shorts, <laughs> and flip-flops. I'm not going to show up. Ooh, hi. Even though it would have been cool to show up like that, but I, I, I really feel like they wouldn't have let me People in. would have thought you were a billionaire if you showed up like that, because who else would? Ladies and gentlemen, the richest man in the world, obviously. Clearly, obviously. that guy's going to come through with a big check right now. You know, that happened, I'm not going to repeat the whole story, I know we're going to cut, run out, but uh, that happened at that party I've talked about 8,000 times at the Chateau Marmont in the 90s, where I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and we were hammered, blackout drunk, and we stumbled into an A-list Hollywood party, and one of the servers goes, everyone is talking about you guys, and they want to know who you are, because we were the only ones not wearing, you know, not wearing gowns and stuff, and we were hammered hammered and just and, giggling to ourselves and doing fucking idiotic behavior and matt just goes we have no business being here we snuck in and she's like finally some normal people <laughs> <laughs> that's so great it was really one of the greatest nights ever it was like she's like there's these gift bags are worth 500 bucks take one every guest gets one no one's remembering to take them and she goes there's they're filled with champagne and cigars and all this other stuff she goes make sure you take a gift bag she goes we can't serve after 1:30 all the booze is paid for take whatever you want and we did and it was fucking great except for my little anxiety panic attack cuz Martha Stewart was there what what's with you and Martha Stewart i had a crush on her at the time and for sure i'm like i'm going back to Martha Stewart's room <laughs> for sure <laughs> the chateau martha it was a party we were so we got into a fight in the hallway of the hotel a fight where Matt pushed a security guy down and we ran to the um, fire escape and went down to another floor. And then we were ready to pee in the hallway because we were so drunk and we found the invitation sticking out of someone's door. It happened to be Wolfgang Puck's door, his invitation. And we went back to the party. We went in one of the bedrooms. Did you tell him this when you did that thing with him? What thing? Remember you filmed him or something? I did not tell him. I tried to, I tried to tell him another story and, it, and he did, couldn't have cared less. I tried to tell him a story about I was eating at your restaurant and I didn't know what to have. And I asked you, what would you recommend? I did tell him this. I go, you recommended the Wiener Schnitzel. And I had to text a friend and say, what is Wiener Schnitzel? And he didn't find it humorous in the least. <laughs> Wolfgang Puck didn't give a fuck what I thought. <laughs> but we went, that party we went to, we went in the bedroom where I, that I thought was a bathroom to pee. And it was, I went in the closet, wasn't the bathroom. Not going to say whether I peed in the closet or not, but I came out with wearing a Chateau Marmont robe, which I still have, which is in my closet right now. And Matt put one on, and we went to the party in robes from the hotel. That's a good move. And that was what made people think these guys are so fucking important that they can do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, this town is so dumb. It's so 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 dumb. You know, and that happened with Matt, and the same thing happened after a Johnny Cash show. I said, let's go backstage, and he went, how? And I go, just act confident. And I was full of shit. I yeah, was completely yeah. full of shit. Yeah. 
And we stormed up the stairs past the line, and the guy just opened the door and let us in. Next thing you know, I'm sitting next to Tom Petty at a table <laughs> waiting to meet Johnny Cash. I was like, looking back I, on it, I'm like, did that really happen? I yes. like to imagine. I like to imagine Tom Petty turning to him and being like, I can't believe we're going to meet Johnny Cash. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And he's also him being like, I can't believe that worked. I got backstage. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you just walk past the guy? Yeah, just walk right past. Him. Do you want to see something inspiring that's really uh, it puts you in your place as far as? Okay, I don't want to say that. I'm sorry. That was rude. Were, you, were you about to show me your penis? No, I, I I've watched it before. <laughs> there's a twenty. That was going to put me. In there's the a twenty-one or twenty-four minute traveling Wilburys documentary on YouTube, and it came with a box. It came with a, a DVD I bought a long time ago, and I think it's fascinating. It's all home video of them making the first Wilburys record and how it came to be. And you realize, oh, like those guys were really like they're a whole nother level of celebrity from anyone I know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's George Harrison saying to Jeff Lynn, I'm going to go into a studio tomorrow and record a song. Do you want to come with me? And Jeff Lynn's like, sure, but we have to stop at Tom Petty's house because I left my guitar there. And they do that. And then he had dinner with Roy Orbison and invited Roy over. And then they were looking for a studio. And he's like, Bob Dylan's got a studio. Let's see if it's open. And Bob was in town. And they it's them just sitting around his house just playing acoustic guitars and fucking rambling. And they made that amazing song. Yeah. And every and the- song was like one day. One They would just sit around smoking cigarettes, playing the guitars. And you Is can it- see the view where they have. You know exactly where they're at in Hollywood. And it, it, Bob Dylan's pulling into his driveway, driving his like seventies Dodge van that he drove. Mm. But I mean, you're like, oh, this is a level of celebrity I can't understand. You know what I mean? It's way well beyond. Like we've got to meet those people. We've got to meet Bob Dylan's and Tom Petty's, and you know, I think I've met any of those people. No, but you probably have. I, I mean, mean, on your I, show yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Like That's similar. I mean, my people you know, of that status. Yeah, yeah like I've met Tom Petty a couple times, and I met. Robert Johnny Cash Kent. and yeah, Johnny Cash. I mean, Elton John's a huge one, yeah. but I mean, they're a level of celebrity that's so far beyond my improv thing. Yeah, like maybe and, the and, improv when you know Rodney would come in or yeah, but it's also a level of celebrity too that like I feel like is kind of. I mean, there are world famous mm. celebrities, of course, but like yeah. it was it was being famous in a time where like you were inaccessible you earned it, you you earned in- it. famous people were also like inaccessible like, yeah it wasn't like you didn't have social media and tweets and like yeah. whatever for you to like yeah. stay connected to them it was like you knew about them when they were in the newspaper or when they released a new yeah. album or they were on a like a late night show but that documentary is fucking inspiring and it's yeah. really beautiful it's, it's like beautiful to see and my favorite part about it was i just kept putting myself in the position of the guy shooting it and I'm like, how would I know when I'm crossing the line? But you constantly hear George Harrison when I'm going crossing the line. No, but you constantly hear George Harrison going, "It's recording, right?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "The red dot, right?" And George Harrison's like, "Yeah, make sure the red dot's on." So you're like, "He wanted it." Yeah. yeah so yeah. you have carte blanche now because yeah. George Harrison basically handed the guy a camera and said, "Record this." End of the line is that most like famous song from that. No, album, no, right? handle with care. Really? Yeah, the opening song. Mm, end of the line is such a good song oh it's so great that uh, whole record is a fucking masterpiece it's a really really good record did they make a second one yes yeah Never it's good too it. no roy Orbison though Obviously. End of the line is so good it's so good so good uh, it's all right yep riding around in the breeze 
Yep. That's a song. Anytime you want to feel like nostalgic, yep. like just if you have yep. a kid, put on that song and like, look at your kid, or put on that song and look at your nephew and your niece, yep. and you'll be like, <laughs> it's basically like we're all gonna die. Yep, better live it up, buddy. But handle yep. with care was the first song they wrote, and George Harrison said he sat on it for two years, didn't know what to do with it. And then he thought, let me just see if everyone can get together and record a whole album. And they had like 12 days because Dylan was going to split town. And they just whipped it out. And they recorded in the kitchen at his house. And it was just like, you know, they're sitting in the kitchen with mics in front of all their guitars, just blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wow, the, how much, how great is your life where you're spending? And what's funny is like we look at them and we're all like, oh, they're all on the same level. Like they're all like gods of, of, yeah. of their craft. But yeah. you know that like... Some of them, and they were like, you know, like Tom Petty might be like, oh my god, I'm like, oh no, they were all, they were all, um, in awe of Roy Orbison. They make it clear, like it's probably nice when there's, it's it's probably nice that there was one person that they were all, yeah, in awe of because it takes the pressure off of like I shouldn't be here, you know what I mean? They were all in awe of Roy Orbison and George Harrison, and they all made it clear this was George's band, and he was like the leader, but. They all contributed, and I, some of the stuff that I thought was really interesting was what they all sang a, most of the songs all the way through, and they just figured out whose voice worked best mm-hmm. on certain lines. Because mm-hmm. Tom Petty goes, I had to go in and sing something after Roy Orbison, and I was like, no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 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 he already did it, you know? I'm like, that's the version we're going with, obviously. And I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Not to mention to have to, like, record it in front of them. It's not like you got to go into the booth and you were by yourself and Tyler, not paying attention. That, I thought of that, too. I was like, I, I, They're all I just realized, the Mount Rushmore of musicians yeah. just watching you try well, to just sing. Watching them just play and sing, I was like, I'm so untalented. Like, I would not fit in here. There's, I have nothing to contribute to this group. It just made me feel like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah, I, there, there's a fine line from, like, watching either concert performances or going to a concert. There's this very fine line of some shows you leave and you're like, I can't wait to pick up my guitar. Yeah. And some yeah. shows you leave and you're like, I, I can't wait to sell my guitar. never <laughs> look at my instruments ever again. I have no business owning an instrument. Yeah, yeah. I feel, you know what? I feel that way all the time. Like that guitar player we saw at NAMM, Julian Lodge. Yeah. Like if you yeah. really do a deep dive into him, you're like, I'll never be able to do that. And I won't ever be able to do that. It's like watching someone who knows how to... It's it's like you just saw someone use like a nuclear fission or something and harness the power. And you're like, why do I have one of those at my house? <laughs> <laughs> I am not cleared to I have this device. A microwave. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I, I remember I I went to a, a concert at the Hollywood Bowl. It was the Peter Frampton Circus of Guitars, and it was him and Buddy Guy, and I, I maybe Gary Clark Jr. I mean, just like yeah, incredible, yeah. incredible guitarist. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome, but. I already don't play my guitar and now I'm definitely not going to play it for like six <laughs> months because like the, the, the gap is overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I forget cause just cause I just, he used to hang out at the improv all the time. So I forget John Mayer is like is an incredible guitar player. Incredible. Yeah. And then I watch his videos and I'm like, I quit. Like <laughs> uh, I'll never be able to be like that, but you know what? We're all our own thing. Sure. It, it, we're all our own thing and if you want to really be depressed and I went down this hole a few months ago because I've been playing the guitar lately especially yeah. since I'm refurbishing this one on the floor the paint came today by the way Ooh. but not the new color I switched to after I ordered oh. this for a hundred bucks you, what are you changing to I'll tell you later why aren't you telling me now because it's a surprise oh okay 
I'm making videos. By the way, if you want my guitar videos, which are pretty boring for our Patreon page, I'm happy to. You can upload them if you want. Okay. So well, we I have can't some upload content. video technically to Patreon, but I can share the link to it. Okay. Um, now I'm doing a little three parter of, and it's boring for people that don't care about guitars. And I fast forward through most of it because it's me sanding. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I did kind of a deep refresher course on the blues. Like I started mm-hmm. listening to a lot of blues for about a yeah, month and a half. Yeah, yeah. And then I started picking up my guitar. And I can't even do that. Like I can't do a simple two-note bars, thing yeah. that one that I forget who I'm. It wasn't John Lee Hooker. It was uh, oh. one of the guys. He just Buddy does Waters. this. And then sings over it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do the badam 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 for three minutes and make it swing. I was like, "Wow, am I not what I used to be?" Blues is definitely my go-to. Like, uh, just put some music on. Don't know, don't care what yeah. comes on. Like, just yeah, it's. Um, there's a song by John Lee Hooker called I don't know if it's called Down by the Dockyard or On the Seaside or something. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to Tara, and I go, "This is on par with Where'd You Sleep Last Night as far as chilling goes." And I go, and it's got the weirdest end. It's just got a, such a blunt ending. And she wrote me back. She goes, that's not really a song, but I get what you're saying. Because <laughs> it's just, if you listen to it with headphones, it fucking rips your heart out. And it's just John Lee Hooker talking about the ships coming in and his baby's not on the ships. And then off in the distance, he sees a ship coming through the fog. And the ship fu- finally comes through the fog. And his girl gets off and she says, you know, John, I'm sorry. We was held up by the fog. I'm sorry we was late. And that's just the end of it. And I'm like, that was chilling and it was scary. So it's a happy like, ending? Yes, but it's chilling. The way It's his yeah. voice. It's his voice. I'm very sad I didn't see B.B. Uh, King before he died. Um, I, I saw him a couple had, times. Definitely yeah, I saw him too. I saw him a couple times and I got I got to see him play at the NAMM show a bunch of times. I mean, uh, I but, assume I did. I was probably wasting. Oh, I have pictures of me and him together. Buddy Guy some, was incredible. Buddy Guy's at, great. Gary Clark he, Jr. is great. You know who's really who's buddy, fucking the thing I'll say about Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy has the has like his personality is yeah almost as dynamic as his yeah. guitar playing. He's just yeah. like he was only supposed to play like for forty five minutes at the the bowl. He's like nah, I'm playing for like an hour and a half. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he was just walking through the crowd playing. It was amazing. Yeah. The uh, do you know who Eric Gales Eric Giles is or Gales? The Eric you check Giles him band. Out. Yeah. Exactly. Angel Centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that guy riffs <laughs> um those guys like it's their devotion you know you could go to you could spend hours just watching joe bonamassa videos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean he can play everything blues related perfectly i mean it's yeah it, it it's kind of like jazz in the sense that like so much of it is the, the, the combination of a basic form and then the improvisation on top of it yeah um, just ends like it's like everything is so everything is familiar, but everything is like new at the same time. Ugh, yeah, shit. jazz is exponentially more difficult, but not. I don't mean that in a literal sense. Like you're not as good if you're just playing blues, but you're on a completely different level if you're oh, playing yeah. jazz. Yeah, I mean it's difference between a PE teacher and a geometry teacher. Like they're both important, and they you could be the best at your thing, but jazz is a whole nother level that's beyond me. Oh, I would never even. I would never even dream to. It's beyond me. Like my brothers both play. My, one of my brothers plays strictly like bebop, straight ahead jazz, 
And I don't get it. Like, I don't get hearing those complex changes and finding the right notes over it and making it swing and making it... I get it to a very minor extent, you know, from guitar lessons when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm glad I know those chords, the shapes of them at least, and the sounds of them. Like like an A7, like an A7 suspended? Yeah. No, I know the sounds, though, and I wouldn't have known that if I didn't try when I was a right. kid by learning a little bit of jazz theory and trying to learn how to read. I'm hoping that having moved to this place and now having a garage will increase the amount of time I play guitar. Good. Now Good. I can get in there and turn on the amp and like... Oh, you know, if you really want around. to fuck yourself, um, just log, yeah, on to you- to. Lo- log on to YouTube and start watching Tommy Emanuel videos. Because I won't want to do it anymore? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Why are you yeah. giving... No. I'm going to watch the Traveling Wilburys thing and then I'm going to... Then I'll the Traveling Wilburys thing is cool, man. I think you're going to dig it. Especially when you just sit back and go, look at these guys, man. They are all the, like, when does this ever happen? When do you get such good songwriters together with Roy Orbison? If we're recommending uh, classic music things on YouTube, there is a, I, I, I don't remember the details, there, but there's a classic 70s Fleetwood Mac concert. They might be at the Forum, I'm not sure. Um, but it's like at the height of... Is it the UCSD, the UCLA band came, or USD? No, it's not, it's not it doesn't have Tusk on it. Um, uh, at least I don't think it had Tusk, but... It's it is right at the height of like that all the relationship chaos that's going on in that band. Um, it's like it's post rumors, so that you know all okay. the all the yeah. classic hits that everyone loves are are on there, and it is so fun. I highly recommend uh, if, if I find the right one, I'll put a link to it. Okay, on, cool. in the podcast, yeah. but it's so fun to go on Wikipedia, find the year, and read about. Who was dating who? Who had broken up with who? Yeah. Who had cheated on who? And who yeah. was secretly hooking up that we don't find out about till later? But then you, if you watch, and you can just watch Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks like looking at each other and they're singing their songs and there's so much like they hate each other but they love each other and they know they're making like good music and the and it the the like the the stuff that's happening between the scenes while you watch what is already just a great concert is is so wonderful and then the, yeah. and then it just keeps cutting to mick fleetwood who is just an insane person on the drums um literally looks like an insane person playing drums yeah. uh yeah highly recommend well you uh, know fleetwood the, the history of fleetwood mac too if you go back you can really find some of the best music from the 60s and 70s in fleetwood mac with um peter green their old guitar player one of the great rock guitar players of all time bob welch was in fleetwood mac wasn't he a like a producer he was in the band no, but I mean, didn't he like, I feel I like I know, know that name more from like record producing or something. Maybe but, not. But that, that, the history of that band is fucking nuts, like you said. And I remember when they did the first reunion tour and they shot it for VH1. There's a, I, I don't remember the song, but it's one of their more intense Stevie, mm-hmm. uh, Lindsey Buckingham exchanges. And they are facing each other and staring each other yeah, down yeah. during that one part. And it gave me fucking goosebumps. Yeah. Like okay, all think- that history. I think it is Fleetwood Mac Mirage Tour 1982. I think that is the one on YouTube that I watched. That is uh, wow, very good. I uh, all those I love those stories, man. I mean, the the Fleetwood Mac one destroys me because I'm like I I couldn't have done it. It's crazy. I, I would have lost my mind the minute my girlfriend Stevie Nicks slept with someone else. I would have been like, I'm out of here. Someone else in the band. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then not, they, like they keep, and then they like kept dating, and then, but yeah. they're all still in the band together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the bassist and the and Christine, yeah, whatever they were, they yeah. were they were married but divorced 
Yeah. But then they like got back together. I don't know. It's, it's, it is messy. And then Christy McVie slept with someone else. And, messy shit. But they made some yeah. amazing music out of being so messy. I can't even fathom how that happens. I don't know. Like how I, you sleep with I, someone I mean, in your band. Like when do you have the time? We've been together for 10 years and this hasn't happened yet. So I think yeah. we're in the clear, but. Yeah. Until, yeah. until you guys get a clear COVID test. It's true. Then and I'm making my move. I'm going to make up. I make up for lost time. All righty. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Gobble, gobble. And, uh, exactly. Yeah.